And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Service Monster Podcast. Today, we've got a full compliment with Mary, Michael, and Adam. Um, we're going to be talking about post-mortem on 2020 and what you can do to kind of set yourself up for success in 2021, perhaps avoid some pitfalls of uh, unpredictable events moving forward. Uh, we'll dive into some smug posts, talk about a mobile release that we uh, had last week. But before we do all of that, Adam, what are we talking about today? Yeah, so we kind of uh, labeled it, you know, New Year, New You. Um, I know resolutions aren't really a thing um, that you kind of agree with, Joe, because we should always be kind of bettering ourselves, right? It's not like a specific time. Like, all right, it's January 1st, so now time to to flip that script. Now, Monday. I'll start my diet on Monday, I promise. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, but it is kind of a very common thing uh, where, you know, and it also syncs up pretty well with a lot of our industries of this being the slow season and things of that nature. So it's always, I think, kind of a good time to be looking forward, especially because the last podcast, we kind of were talking about, you know, looking back a little bit, see what you have done, you know, what have you done well, uh, do kind of that, that post-mortem, right? Kind of see what you can improve upon and just kind of give yourself that slight pat on the back before you start moving forward. So with that, like you said, it's kind of a, how are you going to fortify your business in 2021? And we've got a lot of just kind of random topics. We can go a lot of different directions here. Um, but really that's kind of the, the the core focus that we wanted to have. And I think the biggest thing is focus on what you have control over. There was always going to be external factors. 2020 was a massive external factor, right? But uh, you need to kind of focus on what you do have control over. So is there anything you kind of want to touch on there before I dive in? Yeah, I mean, um, <clears throat> so first of all, talking about control, right? The only thing that we have control over is our choices. We've got no control over parentage, geography, nationality, even religion. Um, so to set yourself up by making the right choices is a pretty good idea. Most business coaches will tell you you need three to six months of expenses in the bank. Raise your hand if you have that. Yeah, no one else raised their hand, I'm sure. <laughs> Not the business owners anyway. I'm sure Adam does. But... <laughs> From your business point of view, it's really important, especially if you want to maintain a staff and shit goes sideways. Now, let's say an event happens where you just absorb all of that three to six months of savings past that. Okay, that's legitimate, right? That, that could be a legitimate thing. But um, and we've certainly been hurting these last nine months. Um, but if you were to take all of your business and what you've lost and add that all up, um, I think you might be surprised by you know, the range of actual expenses and income that you uh, had to adjust for. So I think that's the biggest thing is, is in preparing, making sure you've got resources available when things don't work out right. Um, now, no one predicted COVID and, and you certainly couldn't predict national events like that. Um, it's the first pandemic of that magnitude that certainly I've lived through in 46 years. Uh, so it's hard to draw on the whiteboard, especially someone like myself, whose job it is to make predictions on a regular basis and kind of look at the playing field and run the probabilities and kind of see the, you know, what the competitors are doing and what the temperature of the market is and so forth. Um, you know, I never put COVID on the board before COVID showed up. So um, it's that big question mark that you have to look out for. Luckily, at least 
by all indications, things are or will be getting better. Right now they're getting worse, but that's known. Um, with the vaccines coming out and so forth, I think the economy will be back in full force coming into summer. So we have two more quarters, I, I believe, of depressed um, revenue, of depressed work. So we're still going to have to wade that out a little bit. But making sure you've got the resources to weather a big storm like that is, is a big part of planning. And then the other thing would be making choices to act quickly, uh, seeing what's happening, figuring out, you know, on the whiteboard, where you be, where you will be going, uh, what you're going to need, and then making the hard call and not just kind of languishing or just saying, oh, it's going to get better next month or pretend that it doesn't exist or, you know, the myriad of other things that, that we've seen in the service industry. So I think, you know, I would start there is resource management, making sure you've got some stuff tucked aside uh, and then make sure that your choices are quick and based off critical thinking, formal thought, logic. Um, it's, it's an emotional and stressful thing. Being a business owner, it's part of the game. You signed up for it. So you owe it to your employees uh, and your business to make sure that you're set up properly. Adam, what else do you got on there? Yeah, that's kind of one of the big things was just kind of that make it contingency plan, right? It's always kind of expect for the best, prepare for the worst. And like you already touched on, you know, there's only so much you can really plan for. You know, you can have, you could be Apple, right? The famous story with the Steve Jobs, they almost went bankrupt, right? And so what they was They were weeks thing? away from bankruptcy. Exactly. Yeah. And so his big thing is they have to have cash to completely run the business. I don't know if it was one or two years, but I mean- a company that size, you're talking billions of dollars that they just wanted to have in reserves just for that reason. Not everyone's going to be able to, to do that, right? And so there's only so much that you can plan for resource-wise, but it's just sort of getting yourself in that mindset is exactly like you said. Are you prepared if you had to take a couple of weeks off if you got a positive result? Are you prepared if you're if one of your employees, you know, if you had to shut down a truck for, for, for two or three weeks or whatever? And, and a lot of these things you guys have already been going through, right? I mean, all of this started back in... February and March. And so a lot of you have already been kind of going through that. It's just sort of taking that moving it forward so that you're never really kind of hitting that that shock that you had this past year and moving forward. I think um, a postmortem is important, right? Yeah. Going over your books, going over your numbers, reflecting on 2020, what happened? What did you do right? What did you do wrong? Um, we do that in projects all the time. After a project ends, we do a postmortem on it and we kind of figure out what can we learn? What can we take away? Um, service monster doesn't spend too much time patting themselves on the back because we have so much work to do. Uh, and maybe that's a failing of mine. Sometimes, you know, I have to be reminded, Hey, let's stop and like give each other high fives for a minute. <laughs> and I'm like, Oh yeah. Okay. I, I forgot we have work to do still, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that postmortem is important. Right. And I think really the, the big thing, the business world isn't, you know, it's not for the faint of heart sometimes, right? And one, I think one of the big things that um, this year probably proved is you probably had some competitors who went out of business. Um, and it's kind of one of those things where you can look at the the your competitors or other businesses, maybe someone you look up to, maybe one of the groups that you kind of communicate with, the ones that, that, that succeeded, particularly in your area, every area was affected differently, right? If you're in some of the major cities, obviously it was different than if you were in a rural area. Um, but Kind of look at what they did to succeed um, and kind of maybe 
you know, ask them or, or talk to them or plan out some of those things for yourself. Um, and it might be one of those things where you actually could, if you sort of weathered the storm better than someone else, expand. Or maybe there's something that you can, you know, diversify or pivot, which we have a whole podcast on. Um, Michael, maybe maybe link that when this goes out. Um, kind of talking about that, because this might be an opportunity for you if you weathered that storm, if you're kind of one of the big brands that are left. And, I mean, again, I don't want to say that, you know, in a, in a cruel way. It's just it's just kind of how business works. Right. And so it might be a good time to kind of take that look to see if it's, if it's worthwhile. And the other thing, too, is speaking about congratulations is congratulations. If you're still in business, like you did it. We're, we're at the tail end. If you can do three to, to four, five more months, um, then you're going to be what's left. And, and my prediction way back in June was that a lot of businesses won't survive. The ones that are left will have to not only pick up the slack from the ones that are no longer around, but I anticipate, especially in the commercial market, there's going to be a lot of demand, pent up demand. Um, now, are people going to be going back to the office anytime soon? I mean, Service Monster is now completely virtualized. Uh, I have got Eric, my COO, he goes into the office just because he likes to maintain that. Um, other than that, I got like 4,800 square feet just sitting there, <laughs> you know? Um, and so that might play into it on the commercial side, but I think cleanliness is is a new we have a new chapter of cleanliness moving into 2021. And so I think the work is um, going to be eventually abundant for the companies that remained. So that's there, there is hope coming. That segues perfectly. Sometimes I feel like we got that, that Vulcan mind meld going. Um, the big thing too, um, before we kind of dive into some marketing things that Michael's going to talk on, it's really just remember the value you guys bring, because like Joe said, this is, you know, not, a, not everything's going to hundred percent change. Like we've, we've, I know you guys hate the term, the new normal, but cleanliness and, and things of that nature are going to be in, on the forefront of people's minds for a long time moving forward. And I mean, I learned how to wash my hands in the last nine months, like right. legitimately, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> most people don't do it right. I certainly wasn't doing it, you know, um, thoroughly. Let's put it that way. Uh, so we've all seen the videos with the ink and the gloves, I'm sure. Yep. Um, and so I was not washing my hands that way. Now I am. <laughs> Same thing with cleaning cleaning companies. People are going to want to feel like they have a certain level of cleanliness, especially if the home is the new office, right? So we may see an increase in residential activity after um, things settle down a bit. Exactly. And so it's just kind of one of the things, remember that what you bring to the table, right? There's, there's important things there, and that's going to help kind of set you guys on that next level, like as far as businesses that are going to succeed, right? So um, another quick thing that um, I've seen kind of around on certain businesses that can afford it, if, you, if your cash flows can't, then, you know, obviously that's something else to, to think about. But um, situations like this, if your clients themselves are struggling financially, um, maybe, you know, you're looking at someone who's facing foreclosures and things like that, but they're, they're still wanting to be loyal or so forth. And they just had, they're a little bit behind, right? They, they lost work for some time and now they're getting back. 
if it makes sense, you can look into things like, you know, resources for the clients. And again, it all depends on what you're comfortable with, what your cash flow situation is. But I've seen a lot of kind of, uh, you know, structured pay payment plans, general assistance. I've seen some people who just outright, you know, gave discounts to those if they were loyal customers and so forth. So things of that nature can be something to kind of look, look forward to, because like Joe said, we're not, you know, out of the woodwork yet. So there's still some of that time where people might be suffering. So it's always a balance. Um, we also have kind of some things to talk about just on, on the marketing front. I'm sure, you know, a lot of you have gotten various emails or so forth when COVID started, right? You know, the, in this trying time, I'm sure you guys saw every company had that <laughs> every, email. We got an opinion on every vendor, how they felt about COVID. Yep. Um, and the same thing when the year ended, I got you know, bombarded. Um, but marketing is important in, in times like these. So your message is important. And also, if, if this is a slow time or so forth, how often do we talk about you need to be making sure that things are up to date, that you have gone through you know, the motion on the marketing end to make sure you're doing all you can do. So, Michael, why don't you kind of take over here? Got it. Yeah, that was great. Um, great point about uh, messaging. That's one of the things I wanted to talk about was the messaging around going into 2021. So 2020, obviously crazy year. Um, in my opinion, and I think Joe, you would agree, like we, you want to be positive moving forward. You don't want to um, ignore the struggles of 2020 because a lot of people is a really tough year for them obviously either health wise or business wise, it was a tough year. Um, and you don't want to minimize that. You don't want to gloss over that necessarily, but I think it's really important to have a really positive, um, outlook moving forward. So in your, in your marketing messaging, in, um, any ads you run, whatever, um, if you are kind of talking about this sort of like new year, like let's, let's, you know, get this year going sort of thing. Um, you know, make sure there's there's some positivity in there and it's not all like doom and gloom, I guess, about how horrible 2020 was, but be sensitive. Um, it's just, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's kind of a tough line because as you said, Adam, there's a lot of businesses who have been uh, sending out marketing material like emails or whatnot. Um, and some of it can be a little bit tone deaf um, and other people... You know, it's you can't please everyone, but um, it's just something to be aware of uh, for sure. Do you have any thoughts on that, Joe? I know we've talked about this a little bit. Yeah, I mean, no, I think you pretty much covered it. You know, be sensitive, stay positive, look forward. Um, and like Adam said, if you are in a good position uh, at this point, then um, being sensitive to your clients and maybe offering them and you don't necessarily have to offer it to everybody, but if you know somebody's struggling, if a business is struggling, um, that little bit of concession goes a long way. It really does. So, no, I think you covered that. Yeah, and that's and that's a it's a great time to you know offer a little discount, maybe um, you know anything to keep things going, especially with those repeat customers, like you were saying, Joe, like any past clients, people you have a relationship with, which. Uh, leads me to another great point of your repeat rate. So I don't know how exactly how repeat rate has been affected this year. I, I have no idea. I'm curious. I would love to know. So any of you uh, cleaning business owners or service business owners out there, you want to let us know, drop a comment, send me an email, Facebook message or something. If you're willing to share if your repeat rate has changed this year amidst just the craziness of the year and COVID. Um, 
because one thing that we, you know, we, we talk about reprobate all the time. And I think moving into a new year, like, like you're saying, Joe, part of the postmortem of, of the whole year can be looking at your repeat rate, looking at those numbers, seeing how did 2020 compare to previous years. I imagine your business numbers are going to be different in some ways. Some may be better, some may be worse. I don't know. Depends on your business, but, um, like look at your repeat rate. Look at, um, if you can identify any reasons why, um, you know, it, it would have changed. Um, and, uh, yeah, I just let us know. I would, I'd be super curious to see if any of you have any, any stories, any, uh, customer testimonials of, of why or why not people were not able to use your services this year. Um, but yeah, and looking definitely at take a look at that repeat too, rate. If it, if it did take a dip, um, there's an opportunity there. Because if you had regular repeating customers that didn't repeat in 2020, they're aware of it, right? They just didn't want you in their home. They didn't want to write the check. And so now they're going to be feeling anxious about maybe getting that stuff taken care of when the all clear sounded. Um, different communities, right? Different timelines. Um, so now does that mean, let's say that you're normally pushing, let's say a 60% repeat rate last year was 40%, right? So there's a 20% spread. Will you be able to recoup that 20% and in 2021 have an 80% repeat rate? Unlikely there'll be some of that business that's just lost, but it's a non-zero number that you will be able to stack on moving forward. So, um, being sensitive of that. So reaching out to those clients who, you know, may have otherwise re-engaged with your services that didn't, maybe sending them messages, offering them discounts, being sensitive to the message. Hey, I, you didn't repeat last year. I totally get it. We're here for you when, whenever you want to pick it back up, right? That messaging can be very powerful. Um, now, just in a little sidetrack, if you're listening to this and you don't have a CRM, at that point, this is, that's just dumb. And you don't have to use service monster, although we'd love you to take a look and make sure that that's something that might work for you. But if it doesn't, I don't care. The best CRM is the one you use. And if you're still on paper and pen at this point, you're not going to be around much longer because every other business now is looking at ways to improve efficiency, cut costs, um, make sure they understand their numbers and set themselves up for success in the future. So this laissez-faire you know, service business owner who still runs on pen and paper, that's over. Like get that straight. So be prepared. Uh, and one way you can be prepared is making sure you have a really good control of your data so you can make those calls. So you can slice that segment of your demographic of your clients and then send them that messaging easy enough without having, how, having to do all kinds of crazy work. So yeah, the big yeah, thing that, there, oh, sorry, ahead, Michael, my, my, my apologies. The big no, thing there too it. is if you don't have that data, let's say that you're actually willing to take that step and you want to go find a coach, you know, someone that, that can offer you. Maybe you're going to go to the Conquer Group, or you're going to go somewhere else, and you're actually going to take that next step towards your growth. What's the first thing that they're going to ask for, Joe? What are your well, numbers? Yeah, oh, right, right. So it's if you don't have that, I mean, and some of you who are using, you know, pen and paper, maybe you do track some of that um, in your own way, but it's still 
that's the first thing that you're going to, you're going to hear across the board. Like it is not like, you know, a, a one, one time thing. Like that's what they're going to be looking for. And because the first thing they're trying to do is train you on that. You have to be aware of this. So get ahead of that, I guess is kind of what, what I'm saying. So yeah, that's, that's a great point. No, perfect. Um, yeah. And you touched on Joe too, uh, the idea of client retention. So the end of a crazy year, the beginning of a new year with all these possibilities, great time revisit your client retention strategy. Like you were talking, Joe, with all those customers that you lost or maybe didn't lose, but customers who, who paused, I guess, in their, in their service. Um, you know, this is the time, this is the time to be more intentional with your client retention. If, um, you're only doing emails, like, like a drip email campaign, try something else like FMS, a little plug here for fill my schedule. If you're you service monster and you don't use fill my schedule, you really should. It has an 800% ROI like 800, 800%. Yes. It's wild. Hey, give us a dollar. It, we'll give you nine back. Yeah. It, it pays for itself like super fast and then makes you a bunch after that. So, um, something like that, like consider these additional uh, strategies to keep your clients coming back. And like you were saying, Joe, to get those people who paused their service, who, who normally would have purchased this year. Um, and then going off of that, just a couple things that I wanted to touch on briefly of um, just just when I, I do these things actually here at Service Monster um, yearly, it's best to do these things more than yearly. And I do that as well. I'm not saying I only do these things yearly, but the beginning of a new year is a great time to just look overall at your website, your social media, and make sure all your information is correct. Make sure all of if you have web forms on your site, you have contact forms, make sure they work. Make sure like test it out. I, I we test our stuff all the time to make sure that daily <laughs> it's working. Yeah, because sometimes things just randomly stop working and you have no idea why you're like, how long has that been not working? No idea. That's bad. So that's why you test things constantly. And if you don't do that, I know I know how easy it is to just set things that are automated and go and kind of forget about it. Um, but use use this new year, use this time to intentionally go through your website, make sure your website says 2021, not 2020 down the little copyright thing, you know, little things like that at the bottom, um, you know, go to your, check your Google, my business since your Google, my business profile is huge. Obviously, if you're, if people are searching for you on Google, make sure all that information is correct. Make sure that, um, everyone can reach you in the simplest, easiest, most, uh, smooth way possible on there. Um, and like on your social media, just reevaluate your strategy and like, ask yourself, do I really have a social media strategy or am I kind of just posting randomly? Like, this is a great time, um, just to kind of take a step back, look at the big picture of all of your marketing, all of your, uh, your, your digital presence, I guess, and just see where things are at. Um, and you know, obviously we always encourage you know, having a plan and having consistency with all this stuff. So if you're not consistent, be a great time to set up some sort of marketing plan or um, like content calendar. So, and you know, yeah, anything on that January and February are the slow season anyway, like stuff doesn't really start picking up to March. So you have the time, right? Take it, use it and uh, be better for it. Be intentional about your marketing and your strategies, your social media, your contacts, your emails, your direct mail, phone calls. If you do those, um, just be super intentional about everything. And like Michael said, you got to continue to make sure that stuff works. Um, it's heartbreaking to realize, oh, I, I haven't received like any leads in the past week. 
and then go find out that, you know, something broken or something expired or something, you know, didn't, didn't connect correctly for some reason. And every single one of those leads that you paid for went into the ether and you have no idea what happened to them or who they were. Um, that's devastating. So you don't want to lose a single lead because of a glitch and technology glitches. It's just a fact of our world. So having an audit that regularly checks, you go through, be your own prospect, go to your web form, fill it out, make sure the email comes around and it, it goes into your CRM and you have that information uh, working correctly. It's also a pretty good time to just make sure that, you know, your website is, is modern or that your messaging, you know, is, is following kind of, you don't necessarily have to follow every trend, right? I mean, you might have some things that are work well and work well for you, but I, I definitely have seen kind of some websites that looked like they were kind of maybe handled on, on their own. Maybe, you, you know, you don't have kind of that web design background. There are developers you can work with. There are actually tons of companies that just have this as part of their, their, um, you know, uh, pricing kind of capabilities for you is you can just add a website. You know, we have nice job. We have broadly, we have a couple others that we partner with already. They'll, they'll build your website for you just to help you with that process. So if you're struggling with that, you know, that's an option too. You don't necessarily have to make all the decisions yourself. You know, there are, there are other experts who can possibly help on that, but it is important more and more people it's just going to continue with this trend are, are looking for these things online you yep. know that's that's so critical and i don't know how many times joe has on this podcast alone just said make sure you have a way to contact you like front and center basically because that's what they're looking for the um and a little plug here if you're if you're been intimidated by tackling your own web development website and seo um and I get all the time people DMing, you know, hey, can you refer me to um, an SEO or web development company? And my answer is always no. And, you know, I've got an, a several ask service monsters where I go over this. We've talked about it on the podcast. The difference between a development company and a marketing company and what you pay for the work that they do is, is crazy. Okay. Having it in-house is always the best option. Always. So then the course, the, the case becomes, well, how difficult is it really to do? So a little plug here, we use Webflow, right? We're a technology company. I've built the 12 versions of Service Monsters website by hand prior to us using first WordPress, which we used that for a while and I hated it. It was slow. It was hard to use. It was clunky. It's just, it's just a beast. Uh, and we actually went back to internal development. I spent real capital on our website. And then when Michael came around, we plugged into Webflow and whoa, it's fast, it's easy. And I believe that the average person with it, you know, a little bit of time and a decent amount of ambition can put together their own website. And it has all the SEO stuff you need. And SEO is becoming less and less of a black magic art now. Google's search engine and the way that it pulls in data, you can't really spoof it. Meta and um, keyword density and bolding and age tags and all these tricks that we've used over the years to try to rank properly have become less and less and less significant. It's about your content. Does it answer the question for the user? Can they contact you? Easy enough. Is there a form? And you don't, 
I think a lot of people want to go the extra mile and go from zero to a full online booking form. I'm telling you that a name, address, and phone number, maybe even just a name and phone number and a comment box will get you more leads than a 12-step process where they have to build their own damn order. Now, if you are already doing this and you're getting tons of leads in and you want to upgrade your process, there's an argument to be made there, right? Um, but for the most part, anything that they can use to make it, you got to make it easy. There should be no friction. If my wife goes to any site at all and there's a glitch or there's weirdness or she has to figure something out, poof, she's gone. Forget about it. You will never get her as a client again. If it's easy, if it's just a button click and a couple boxes and another click and it works and you get the email and everything works cor correctly, then you're already going to be way ahead of the game and your competitors. So I would encourage you to look at those types of technology. If you're stuck in this limbo of, oh, I don't want to pay somebody $4,000 a month per keyword to manage my website. Um, and I don't know HTML, but I really want to do it in-house. Webflow is an amazing tool. Um, and you can really, and I've been using it myself for other projects as well. It's, it's, it's really good. It's really great. Yeah. Isn't I it think funny it's the best how, one, honestly. When you're, sorry. Isn't it funny? Like, you know, I grew up in, in the dial up age. So I was like, you know, you just got used to, well, all right, this is a heavy image web page. This is going to take, you know, a minute to load. And now it's like if it takes a second and a half, you're like, ah, you want to just throw your stuff. And like, oh, what am I paying for this high speed internet for? And, you know, with, with, better expectations, you know, the frustration will have them immediately dip out. So definitely Joe's point. Um, another big thing to, uh, to look at is kind of what is your bookkeeping situation like? I know that a lot of you kind of have avoided that uh, question, especially if you're just kind of getting started out. I know a lot of you probably avoid QuickBooks for longer than maybe you should, or Maybe you have, you know, an accountant that you work with and you just kind of have them pull all of your, your data and just work that way or whatever it might be. Um, we actually, um, I'm blanking on his name, but uh, has the uh, bookkeeping beers and BS. Uh, Dan Plata. Plata. Yeah. Yes, Dan Plata. Love Dan. Um, does a great podcast, uh, live Facebook show. Um, probably my favorite bookkeeper in the service industry so far. Just has got a great attitude, uh, helps a lot of people out. So a little plug in for him. But um, yeah, get get somebody to help you on that if you're not doing it consistently. Look, this is an area that I am woefully um, guilty of, which is why I have Eric, right? My pessimistic accountant business partner. Like He takes care of all that stuff because I could do everything in the company. The one thing that I would refuse to do just because I hate it is accounting. And I would wait and I would wait and I would wait and don't do that. Get somebody to help you either externally or internally. Um, I mean, bookkeepers are, you know, they're not cheap, but they're not super expensive either compared to the value that they bring your business. So if you don't have your books in order, again, CRM, books in order, mark, intentional marketing, client retention, you lock those down and you'll be moving into 2021 pretty well. Yeah, and the reason that I mentioned Dan is you guys can go listen to him just talk about this, and he'll give you examples, and he'll talk about why it's important, and that can kind of that's free, right? You can just go listen to him, and there are a lot of um, service businesses that use him. Um, uh, obviously, he's very well known, but it's just sort of one of those things of getting yourself in that mindset and so forth. And if you want to go with with QuickBooks, which is obviously at least in the U.S. and some other 
countries, the most popular uh, accounting software, um, you know, we do integrate with them, both uh, importing the data in. So if you're someone who's coming over for the, the first time, you want to make sure you bring your QuickBooks data with you. We can do that import. Um, or you can also export your invoices and your payments over. Um, so I wanted to kind of do a quick little demonstration of that and kind of get you guys in that mindset. So Mary, who's been sitting here very patiently for us, why don't you kind of take us off here? Sorry, I had some technology fun. So, uh, so yeah, there are a couple different ways that QuickBooks can integrate with Service Monster. So here I just have the homepage of Service Monster open up. So first thing is right when you're getting started off with your business, you can actually import in information right from your QuickBooks into the system. So if we hop into settings here and go to import data, here we can actually select to import from QuickBooks Online. So you can get your client list right from here. I believe you can also grab products and services. Yeah, it's um, a client list, your price list, your invoice history, your payment history, your tax setup. Those are the main components that it'll will- also, It'll bring point. over your employees too, because they're attached to your invoices. Oh, that's new. Yeah, very cool. That's new, Adam. I, didn't, I wasn't aware of that. <laughs> Yeah, so there's a lot that you can pull over right from doing this really simplifies that process of getting your information into the system so you can start moving forward with client retention strategies or with, you know, you don't have to go in and add in all of those accounts yourself. So that's a handy tool. And then also Service Monster can communicate back with QuickBooks. So you can um, port over invoices and payment information from Service Monster over to QuickBooks. And to do that, uh, once you have set up your connection with QuickBooks, which you can actually do in uh, the marketplace, if you hop into the QuickBooks page on here and go into configuration, this is where you can set up the configuration for that. Once you have done that, if you go to the order page and then into accounting, uh, here is where you can run that connection. We actually have three different options. So if you have QuickBooks Online, you can set up that connection. We also can set up a connection with the QuickBooks Desktop through the web connector. And then you also can do an IIF export, which is downloading basically a file right off of Service Monster and uploading it into QuickBooks. Um, but with Online, this is basically the simplest one. All you have to do is open up the export wizard here and you can run through the process of importing over your invoices and payments into QuickBooks. And if the client isn't there, it'll import the client, it'll import the invoices, the payments, and any supporting data. Again, taxes, price sheets, that kind of thing. So a very powerful tool um, to stay synchronized. So, you know, the drudgery that I was talking about, about QuickBooks, most of that, 90% of it is well, 50%. I'll be realistic. We do accounts receivable, not accounts payable. So all of your accounts receivable will be synced. You still got to go manage your expenses within QuickBooks itself. So just be aware of that. But yeah, and we are the only, to, to my knowledge, we are the only um, CRM for the service, cleaning service industry that does QuickBooks desktop as well. So something to keep in mind. And it is still, QuickBooks desktop is still the better product over their QuickBooks online product after eight years of them trying I mean, it's okay if you have a gig economy business and you're a single owner operator, QuickBooks Online might be fine. As you gain employees, though, I mean, we at Service Monster use QuickBooks Desktop, and Eric has tried to migrate to online a couple times, but they're missing some key features still. Um, so just be aware of that as your business grows. Yeah. Thank you, Mary. 
So, I mean, those are kind of the, the main topics we had kind of noted here to, to discuss. Was there anything you wanted to add on before we head off, Joe? I, I think that's pretty good. I mean, we can certainly spend all day on it if we wanted to about prepping for um, this up new year and, and reflecting on the previous years and kind of fortifying your business. But again, you know, being intentional with your marketing and messaging um, post-mortem your 2020 to see how you can improve your business getting three to six months of expenses in the bank, um, being sensitive to your clients uh, and where they're at with this whole thing. And then just making sure you're ready to go. Let's go. It's coming. We're finally going to be heading out of this and we can back to some sort of normalcy um, pretty soon here. So we're pretty excited about that. I I will say I'm surprised. Um, I was really nervous about what you guys were going to go through and how many businesses were going to go out of business. The service industry, especially in the cleaning community, there's a 20% yearly churn just straight off the top on a healthy year. 20% of the businesses that start January won't be there in December. I didn't see a huge uptick in that. I mean, it, it certainly happened. Um, but the service monster community seemed to be ridiculously stable. I was super impressed. So whatever you guys are doing, you're certainly ahead of the pack and I congratulate you. So with that, let's jump in. There's some, just some really quick service monster news. Joe had already kind of mentioned we had a mobile release. So it's 1.3.9. So if you know you want to check, hop into your settings, make sure if you're not on that, make sure you go um, update that. The full release notes are on the help site. I'm going to continue kind of, I'll probably mention that till, you know, forever, just to kind of make sure you guys are, are realizing that because, you know, they're the little things we don't necessarily talk about on the podcast that might catch your eye. But a couple of the big things, um, we updated the trial process. I know for if you're an already existing, you know, subscriber, then doesn't really matter to you. But if you're someone who's new, wants to take a look, the trial process is, is a lot simpler. There's also some welcome screens we added, just you know, things of that nature. Um, for those of you who are already Service Monster users, a couple of big things. Um, one of them we'll talk about in Smug, actually. But uh, you can now sort line items. It's a big one that you guys have been wanting for a while. Um, you have kind of a hierarchy of how you want the the order to you know, be laid out. And so you would have to be very particular about when you were adding line items. If you forgot one, all of a sudden it would kind of mess up your flow. Well, now you can sort that. Another big one, which I was just joking about with Joe the other day, I am shocked we have not gotten a wave of this. Uh, maybe that's just my own my own uh No, I'm shocked short. too. Yeah. <laughs> but uh we added it on desktop three or four weeks ago and now it's on mobile your company id is now remembered so you don't have to fill in that form if you have something like apple id or samsung id or whatever that remembers your username and password guess what you no longer have to type in anything because it's going to remember the last company id that you used so unless you're hopping between multiple companies which probably there are a, a super super small amount of office admin um that would be doing something like that but uh yeah, it's going to remember your most recently used company IDs. You no longer have to pull over on the side of the road and send Joe a, a hate mail while you type in all of your stuff. So. Yeah, which I got. <laughs> <laughs> so we're definitely, yeah, we're definitely excited about that. Like I said, there's a, a lot of other kind of little items um, that were updated. So please check out the release notes. Um, 
And then on the desktop front, we're going to wait until next podcast to go into details, but there is a release that's coming out uh, most likely next week. So we'll have things to chat about there. Big thing is for those of you on the dark theme, users who have been complaining about the schedule not being themed, drip campaigns not being themed, well, we got that finally patched up. So we're excited to get that out for you. It's less of an eyesore. Um, everyone can now open it up, you know, at midnight and not you know, blind themselves. So. so the only ugly screen in dark mode that remains is the order screen, which Adam and I have been, and Aaron have been working really hard over these, I don't know, last three months um, to completely rebuild the order screen. So that's something that's coming down the road. Uh, and that will be the last eyesore of the dark theme, and that will be addressed. I've already done the design. It's gorgeous. So I'm pretty excited to get that to you guys. But we want to make sure that uh, other things are smooth, too. I think right now we're pretty much just stuck on service items, you know, making sure that that's smooth for the people who use it and not in the way for the people that don't. Exactly. From there, we got some smug posts. Um, we started off with Alan because his post made me laugh. Uh, a lot of a lot of exclamation points. Um, he was one of the users who was um, chomping at the bit for being able to sort line items. Um, I probably get a post every two months about it. And yeah, so he made a post, kind of went through his process. We also appreciated the fact that he had mentioned, you know, he he was someone who thought he was going to be using SM5 in the older mobile platform. Um, forever. He thought he was never going to be able to move his team off of that. And he said, now, you know, in halfway through 2020, he was able to switch his whole team. And he, he says, you don't have to look back. And so we really appreciate things like that. And we really kind of want to remind you guys that if the only reason you're on the older software is because it's what you're used to, you know, encourage you to take a peek at, at, at the new software because there's, you know, there's new toys to play with first and foremost. Um, but it's really just, you know, that's going to continue to be updated the legacy software, you know, it's not necessarily going to be and at some point. Actually, I don't want to say that. We'll no, I have no intention of taking it down. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, you guys are paying for the 5.0 users or 5.x, whatever it is. You guys are paying us for that product. We'll continue to let you use that product. It's not being updated, though. And the ability to use them concurrently um, at some point may be disconnected. Right. The uh, changes that we're making in six may not be backward compatible to five. Um, there's already a whole ton of features you're missing out on drip campaigns, automation, um, Kanban board. I mean, the list, it would take us 20 minutes to go through the whole list, but, um, yeah, if, if the only reason you're doing is cause it, it, you're not used to it, I would encourage you to start really looking hard, um, because the benefits are going to greatly outweigh what you're getting out of five for the amount of money that you're paying. So, Definitely take a look at that if you're still using mobile too, um, because you know you just liked it better versus some of our previous versions. Go look at what we've done in the last year with the mobile app. It's incredible. It's widely recognized as best of breed now. It took us two, three rebuilds, two rebuilds, two rebuilds to get that to the where where we felt it was service monster worthy. Um, but we reachieved that in 2019, at the end of 2019, and things have only been getting better. Ethan is killing it on multiple fronts. And that product, I know one people are saying, I'm going to stay on two because it's better as a mobile uh, product uh, for a tablet. And that's true. That's still true. Although mobile now works on a tablet, you know, the buttons are hidden, the formatting's okay. 
um, we're coming out with some very specific screen designs for tablet. Ethan's already done, I would say, 80% of the work on a landscape tablet schedule view in the field to allow for dispatch, uh, multiple route viewing, and all that kind of fun stuff. So it's an incredible product. And then the other thing that we're going to be moving on to is an inspection form. So kind of like the tech mode in mobile two, um, a portrait view that allow you to go through a house, create an inspection and really help Mrs. Jones understand all of the value that you can offer them. And then hopefully increase those ticket prices. That's the goal. So reasons and incentives to move off of mobile two and onto the new app and off of service monster five and finally on to service monster six. Well said. Uh, the next one came from Paul. It's another kind of uh, post. We're asking for some advice, which is something we've mentioned before. We'll, we always like to shine a light on that. Uh, and he was just looking for kind of some some revenue builders. What are some things he can do? Some specific integrations, maybe with Service Monster that uh, people might be using. He asked specifically about Zapier and Syngym, um, which we you know utilize both. Um, there were a lot of answers about Broadly, uh, which Paul actually already uses, um, you know, and what they've done for their business. Um, there was, I think, a post about Syngym as well. They do different things. They're, um, they're, they're similar in certain things. Syngym is a lot of client retention and, uh, you know, kind of a, a radius bomb. If you're looking for kind of prospecting, you can do the radius bomb. Uh, broadly handles both the sales, the, the follow-up, you know, the, I, I could go into all of our integrations if we wanted to, you know, take the time. But the other thing that got mentioned actually was fill my schedule and kind of just wanted to remind you guys, that, you know, we have a retention program built into Service Monster and we're actually working right now very diligently on making that even easier for you guys to use self-help, um, things that you can do there. Custom so, fronts. Custom fronts. Yep, Exactly. So, you know, there's some really good stuff coming on that front and it, it's all just baked in and it's a plan. We have a default plan that you know, kind of, we call it the eight step program. It, it's tried and true, um, particularly in certain industries, but uh, it's super easy to modify as well. Like, so if you have kind of some qualms with that, you know, Michael already mentioned the ROI on it. And so client retention is important, you know, getting extra reviews is important. Having things prospecting is important. Lead generation, all of that. If you guys haven't taken a look on our marketplace, you know, go take a look. Um, there's some good stuff in there. So. Yeah. And, and, and again, just because I've been preaching it for 17 years, if you don't have an intentional client retention program, you're going to get stuck. If you're not stuck already, you will never, ever, ever, ever reach a million dollar cleaning business without a client retention program. It's not going to happen. Get it, just do it. Make 2020 the year, whether it's fill my schedule, whether you use the drip campaigns, whether you use your own CRM that's not service month, doesn't matter. Be intentional and create a client retention program where you're in constant communication with your clients and delivering them value of some sort or reminders of some sort based off their last invoice date. Uh, the next post we have is from a Carrie. They were asking about uh, Facebook leads and importing them into Service Monster. And if you guys weren't aware, one of the big things we actually, this was the very first training video we ever did for Zapier. Um, but you can run Facebook leads to come into Service Monster from Zapier. Um, I believe Facebook is what they call, it's kind of like a premium 
um, product on Zapier. So I think there is a slightly increased fee for that. Uh, but it, it's one of their main kind of integrations that they, that they pull in. So if that's something you guys are looking for, we wanted to kind of shine that light and let you guys know that that is available. Yeah, and, it, and it's pretty easy. I mean, it looks like setting up a campaign <clears throat> for lead acquisition within Facebook. And it's real easy for them because if they're interested and they tap the button, most of their information, if not all of it's already filled out. So you just tap another button and show interest. That information then Facebook sends to Zapier and then Zapier can relay that into Service Monster and create an account with the appropriate fields. And then a notification will go off. It'll go off in your lead bucket. You'll get a message on your phone. You can handle it through mobile and you can immediately contact that prospect and get that deal closed. So a very powerful hook and integration. And again, you want to have multiple sources of lead generation, whether it's your website, Facebook forms, or what have you, but you want them all to funnel into the same place. And that's the leads bucket within service monster itself. And, and again, with notifications and all kinds of fun stuff. So making sure you get that dialed in, but yeah, great question. The answer is yes. Got to go through Zapier. Yep. Um, finally, the last post we have is from Eric. We've actually had a few posts about this, and rightfully so. Um, there has been an ongoing, we'll say probably the last three to four weeks. Um, it's not anything that we did. It's a change that uh, Chromium browsers um, made. And when we say that, I mean Chrome, Edge is a Chromium browser. Um, I think there's one other main one too. But it's basically the 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 basis of Chrome, um, right? And so when you go to our login page, you have kind of a gray patch where the login section should be. And it's very easy to fix. Um, it's super annoying. I totally understand that. But it, all you have to do is just use like, they call it the restore, uh, restore down button. That's sort of that little button that shrinks your window into a smaller window and you can maximize it again. If you do that once, um, it redraws the screen and it, it, it'll fix that for you. Um, the refresh does not necessarily do that. So that's why if you guys are refreshing eight times and throwing your computer across the room, that's unfortunately why it's not doing that. But um, I only mentioned that for the meantime, we are definitely trying to fix it. We've had a couple of attempted fixes already. And what we're going to do now is unfortunately, because those did not work, we're gonna rebuild the login page. We're gonna do it in a way that's gonna resolve this issue and allow us to do some other kind of cool things with it. But um, something we've kind of been planning on for a while anyways, this is kind of uh, kicked it into overdrive. So um, wanted to thank Eric for kind of, you know, giving me the feedback on that. Cause I'd asked um, when we had our last release to kind of check on that. So he's kind of been our main monitor on that front, um, but help is coming. Um, and if you're having that issue, you don't have to, you don't have to dump your cash. You don't have to do anything. Just again, use that restore down and then maximize it, redraws the screen, you build the login. So. Awesome. Otherwise, though, that's, that's all I got for you, Joe. Very good. Michael, Mary, would you like to further contribute? Very good. Well, thank you so much for your attention. We hope you uh, we brought you some value today. Um, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, feel free to send those to support at servicemonster.net. Until next time, be safe.